This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and it's back to it's nice to be back. Man, that's a hot start to the episode, isn't it? I always like it when you flub the start. Uh, that happens to me a lot. I seem to always have these hot starts with things. Here's a good here's a good uh, a good story for you. I think it was two years ago doing fantasy football. Uh, it was the second year of a league that we started, and I was the commissioner, and you know I was scheduling drafts and so forth. And sometimes it can get a little complicated trying to figure out when everybody's available and when you're going to do this. So. We had come up with a good time for the draft that, you know, I think seven of the eight people were were excited about, were involved in, and I set the time for the draft, the date and time for the draft. Well, I set it for a day early, and I received a notification from my app that the draft had started and teams were already auto-picking, and I was like, oh dear. So I had to go in there and stop it, um, and I had to message the entire group that we needed a new date because, well, I screwed up. So I think I emailed with the subject line of like hot start alert or something like that. Cause I always call them that whenever you mess up from the get go or something like that, I'm like, man, that was a hot start. Um, and I just, you know, name my team that because I had to lean into it. So it happens all the time. So I just had a hot start here, but, uh, this week, you know, I wanted to talk about, or this Wednesday, I should say, I wanted to talk about something different. So, uh, on Monday I talked about my guilty pleasures and one of those guilty pleasures was pro wrestling. And while this might be a topic that might turn people off because you're not interested, that's fine. Um, I don't create every single episode in hopes that every single person that listens is going to tune in every time. If you go to just about any podcast that's out there, even the Joe Rogan experience, um, you're going to find episodes that people just aren't interested in. Because I think the entire point is to grow a large, diverse audience and to try to keep as many people as possible entertained. Obviously, uh, having guests, there's going to be some people that aren't exciting. There's topics that aren't exciting because they don't interest you. So I'm totally good with that. Uh, I'm totally good with people sort of tuning in and out, coming back uh, with things that they enjoy and so forth. And that's kind of the idea. I feel as if I'm on that vein these days, trying to create these top five lists that people can relate to and then diving in a little bit to um, some of the topics within in a more deeper uh, aspect. So I talked about pro wrestling being my biggest guilty pleasure. And I kind of wanted to dive into it a little bit because there's some fun stories about me um, you know, that might be relatable to people from my childhood, with my parents and so forth. So I want to dive into it. So I discovered pro wrestling when I was eight years old, like I said last time. Uh, I can specifically remember, I think it was like 1990 or 91 or something like that. And my parents surprised me because I had rented a video from one of the video stores nearby. Now, for anybody listening who's over, like who's under a certain age, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Even Blockbuster Video is a dated reference, but in my town, we didn't have a Blockbuster until I was almost in high school. We had local video stores where you'd go and rent what's called a VHS and you'd watch a movie. That's how you kind of knew. Like, we didn't go to the movies all that often. Um, even though it wasn't expensive back then, it wasn't something that you know, you, you went to the movies all that often. It just wasn't something that we did. And you couldn't see every single movie, right? You had to wait for it to come out on VHS or wait for it to come out on home viewing apparatus, if you will. And so we would go to the video store. It was like a weekly thing and we'd rent stuff. 
and i think when i was like eight years old i i wandered off into like the the sports section or something like that and found this wrestling tape and it was the survivor series from 1989 and i discovered this in 1991 sometime and my parents reluctantly let me rent it um and i took it home and i was so hooked uh, the whole thing, the pomp and circumstance, the ridiculousness of the characters, Hulk Hogan, everything. I just loved it. And you know what's funny is um, I can bring that that up on demand now. And I watch it and I can still feel that moment. I can. It was in a den. We were renting a house. We had this ugly ass yellow couch with like white uh, stripes on it. And it was an old couch that we had gotten. It was a hand-me-down. And I jumped all over it, performed wrestling moves all over it. Um, and I just was so in love with it. Like I can see myself, see the room and feel how I felt at that time. As I get older, I've noticed that I be have become sort of disconnected from that a little bit. It becomes more and more difficult to remember when I was younger. It becomes more and more difficult to remember those really detailed moments in your childhood that you can remember. But that's one of them that I remember. And so my parents were just like, oh gosh, you know, great. Um, they thought it was so ridiculous, but I was a kid. You gotta let kids be kids, and they let me be kids. Um, they bought me a Hulk Hogan, like, plush plaything, and I wrestled the crap out of that thing. Like, the crap out of that thing. It got loved. Uh, I think I even slept with it, but in uh, November of 1991, they surprised me, and they purchased a pay-per-view event. Um, and it was the most incredible surprise at the time. Like, I could not believe it. They let me stay up late to watch it. It was on Thanksgiving Eve, like the night before Thanksgiving. And it was one of the coolest things ever. Like they called the cable company to order it and they surprised me with it. And I was just so stoked. I taped it. I watched it over and over and over again. And I just remember that. It's a, it's a memory that I have because it's something that I can point to that reminds me every day that even though my parents didn't give me everything that I wanted, I was an only child. I didn't get everything that I wanted. I heard no more than I heard yes. There were times where my parents knew that something special was warranted and earned, and they would surprise me with it. And I think it's so important because now when I treat myself to something, I know it's because I've earned it, because I've taken care of my responsibilities, because I have done the right thing. And I want to employ that with my son. I want my son to feel that way as he gets older when it's like you surprise your your children with something that they are totally not expecting. And that's a common theme within this wrestling stuff because I would continue to watch it and I loved it. Uh, one year, I think I was like 1993, something like that, maybe maybe 1992, uh, on my birthday, we were, we were celebrating as a family. I can't remember if it was during the week or something like that. And it was really random. My aunt and uncle showed up now. My uncle Jesse, who um, is from Illinois, I think I've talked about him in reminding me of, you know, Ted Lasso, but he and my aunt came to the house. And um, I think this was before they had my cousin. I, I feel like it was. And it was really random because it was like, wait, why are they visiting in the middle of the week? Uh, I know it's my birthday and all, but they lived like an hour and a half away. So it seems really odd and unusual that they were you know, visiting at that time. And so they came in and you know, they were talking with us, whatever. And the reason that they were visiting was because my uncle, who was also a wrestling fan, because my uncle was a kid at heart and I loved him for that. Um, he was, he had bought tickets to a live event in Providence. Uh, we lived in Rhode Island at the time and it was for that night. Crazy, right? Just absolutely crazy. Uh, obviously I flipped out. He took me to it. I can still envision where we sat. I think we were like three rows from, um, you know, like from the front. 
Um, and he had, and I had a blast. Like he was so into it and he leaned into it like a little kid and he let me just get lost in the whole thing. It was so cool. I'll never forget that, honestly. And every now and again, when I watch a wrestling event, uh, I will call him or I will text him or send him a message and be like, hey, this made me think about you because I just remember X, Y, and Z. And we always, after my cousin was born and he got older, my cousin started getting into it when he was younger. So like, it always was a constant theme with my uncle and my cousin. But that moment was so special. Like him taking me to it, it just was so cool, man. And my uncle felt like the coolest person ever at that time. And again, the fact that my parents orchestrated this, that they told, you know, they told them that's what they wanted to do. They went and, you know, bought tickets and it was just the coolest thing, the coolest surprise. Like that is just something that I'll never forget. And I mean, he bought me like souvenirs. I remember though, those guys looked larger than life. Like as a kid, when you, when you see people that are I don't want to say your heroes, but are people that you are that you watch on television and then you see them for the first time uh, in person. It's like when you take a kid to his first baseball game or his first hockey game or his first you know sporting event and they see these players in person. They're used to seeing them on television. They don't look regular sized on television. You see them on your screen. Even if you have some gigantic TV, they don't look the same as you do. And when you see them in person, it's like they feel larger than life they look and feel larger than life and as a kid that's like one of the coolest feelings is sort of again feeling like you're meeting some type of a superhero in that regard and my uncle went with me and it was just so cool a couple years later i think this was christmas maybe um you know i i had was still watching wrestling and my parents never bought me pay-per-views because they were expensive and rightfully so i mean the amount of money that they charged just to watch that content was ridiculous. And now the paradigm is a lot different where you have an on-demand service uh, that you pay monthly for. And so the cost is spread out over the entire year, but it's nowhere near if you bought them um, on the regular. Now, back in the day, in the in the 90s, up until probably like the, the late 90s, there was four big events every year. And they were like quarterly, basically. Uh, they still have those events today. They're called the we call them the Big Four, but uh, for the most part, they had four, and there was always one in January. It was called the Royal Rumble, um, and it's my favorite one to date because it has one of the most unique matches ever, where like 30 people are involved. A person comes out like every two minutes, and it's really fun because it's a great creative tool. Uh, they're able to tell a lot of stories. They're able to set up a lot of things for the future, and really allow you to suspend disbelief a little bit and get lost uh these days obviously i don't suspend disbelief because in my mind i already kind of know who like the top five are people who could win and so when people come out you know automatically that they're not going to win despite what commentary tells you about it because like that's the whole thing is like when you're putting together a match every single person is in on it the referees in on it the wrestlers are in on it the commentary is in on it because you as the viewer need to be sold that these people are um, are legitimate. You need to be sold on this story. You need to be sold on where the story is going and what the possible outcome could be. So when you have 30 people coming out at like two minute intervals, you need to be sold that every single person coming out of there is legitimate, that they're a legitimate contender to win. And it works for the most part. Obviously, once you've reached my age, you kind of know. It's just like in sports. You know who the good teams are. You know who is probably going to make the playoffs. You know who's probably going to contend out of those, uh, you know, out of those teams. And obviously, there can be surprises. 
but in regular sports the outcomes are not predetermined like you don't know who's going to win ahead of time whereas for the most part in wrestling the outcome is known as you know, before the match is happening now things do happen that make you change course and that's sort of a microcosm of life too where you may think i'm going to do this and then something comes up and you have to course correct happens a lot in wrestling especially if guys get hurt mistakes are made um you know management in the background has to make a decision of okay this is the direction where, that we are going to go and the interesting part about that that happens in life too is it has implications for the future because when wwe for instance is trying to plan out a year they have to look at all the events that they have on their schedule now they have weekly programming that takes place and that's where i say it's kind of like a reality show because they have this you know weekly programming that everybody tunes into um, and most of that programming is hit or miss. And when I say hit or miss, it's hit or miss in terms of storytelling. Uh, it's hit or miss in terms of character development, because quite honestly, uh, they're trying to do way too much these days. Like there's a, it's a weekly episodic show that never has a break. It's way different than any sporting event. It's way different than any television show because every television show has a natural break. There's a reason why they make seasons so that they can have a finite story and a finite amount of time and really kind of get into the details of that story. Wrestling is sort of that because in the confines of pro wrestling, you have feuds. And in feuds, you generally have a finite start and a finite end. However, there's a lot of things that happen in between there. And sometimes things go too long. Sometimes things go too short. And there's so many things that could possibly happen. So when they're trying to plan out what their content is going to be for the year, they're looking at the biggest events of the years and trying to say, okay, we want these people in these spots. Uh, we want these people holding titles. We want these people fighting them. And they're trying to navigate through all of the ocean of that, right? And so if the Royal Rumble, which dictates quite a bit because in the uh, timeline of WWE, this one event that happens in January leads to or has a lot of implications for their Super Bowl, which is called WrestleMania. And... You, if you have a course correct in the biggest you know, match of the year at, to that point, it's going to cause a course correct for the rest of the timeline. And so the Royal Rumble is always interesting to me. But back to the story, when I was younger, I think it was Christmas, and um, my parents again surprised me with tickets to the Royal Rumble because it was happening in Providence, Rhode Island. But here's the kicker. My father was the one who was gonna take me. And this is one of the best stories of my father ever because when I look back on it now and thinking about this episode, it's less about pro wrestling and more about how badass like my family was in certain aspects. Even though I've had a lot of problems with my mom, I've had problems with aunts and uncles to, to date. The people that I'm thinking about in this aspect, um, you know, are, are rock stars. Just like my uncle was a rock star, taking me to that one event, surprising me there. The fact that my dad was gonna take me to this event, even though I was like 11, not even 11 years old, I knew that this was a big deal because my father couldn't, he could not handle wrestling. Like he just did not like it. And I knew he didn't like it, but what he did like was seeing me happy. And so he went with me and I can actually put myself in, in that, in the arena. I can think about it. Um, and I can remember him talking to some of the other dads who were there with, um, you know, their kids who also didn't want to be there. And the thing is, is my father didn't want to be there, but he also wanted to be there at the same time. And I remember on the ride home, he told me, he goes, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever been involved in, but how happy you are about it 
makes me the happiest man on the face of the earth. And that is my father in a nutshell. And I know that it describes a lot of fathers, but for my dad, for the longest time, I grew up thinking that I didn't want to be like him. I was embarrassed by him. He was not hip in any sense. He still isn't hip in any sense, although he surprises me sometimes. Um, like the fact that he knew who, who 50 Cent was and also corrected my stepmother, it's 50 Cent. And I'm like, how did you know that? I just don't understand where that came from. He still uses a flip phone. He doesn't believe in the internet. And so the fact that he knew that was just crazy, right? But um, he put his personal likes aside for my pleasure and benefit. And that's parenting in a, in a microcosm. Every parent struggles sometimes with this because having a kid can be a burden at times. They are very needy. They don't understand you know, what's going on around them, especially when they're really young. Um, you can't really reason with them the same the way that you can with an adult. And honestly, you lose a lot of your personal time. You lose a lot of your personal freedoms when you choose to become a, kid, uh, a parent. But it's a choice that you make. And my father understood that. My father understood that being a good father included going to an event like this. And he took me to it. And honestly, like, I remember telling my best friend who lived up the street, Justin, about it. He was so jealous. And I don't know. Like, it was one of my favorite memories as a kid because obviously the event was fun and i remember exactly what happened at the event i remember um you know now you know who the result what the results were and so forth but it wasn't about the wrestling part of it it was that wrestling was an avenue and a vehicle for my father to do a good thing and be a good father and so i've grown up now i'm almost 40 and i look back at myself and i look back at my father and i realized that that whole time that i was afraid of becoming him i should have been happy that I was becoming him because the way that my life turned out the way that the relationships that I had with other people they have formulated who I am as an adult and now I have the wherewithal and the introspection to look at myself and know that I am so much like him and, and in good and bad ways but in so many of the best ways um and it's I don't know it's like vindicating to sort of feel that way it's vindicating to feel like I grew up into a good person because when I look at my father who is flawed he's flawed he's he's an alcoholic he's a recovered alcoholic but he's an alcoholic nonetheless and addiction is a you know it's a chemical um you know disease so to speak but people make mistakes within it and I've caught him in many mistakes that have really shook me but in the end I think of my father as a good person He's somebody who would give the shirt off of his back for people. He's kind-hearted. He genuinely wants to connect with people. And that's, I think, where I get it. Like, I'm an introvert a lot of times. Going out, especially as I get older, feels less and less appealing. But honestly, once I start to connect with people, I lose that. It's the getting me out part that's hard. Once I'm out, um, I'm so much like him. I want to joke around with people. I want to connect with people organically create bonds and friendships and he taught me that he taught me that by sacrificing he sacrificed in a lot of ways but just that one night taking me to a pro wrestling event i don't know it always stuck with me and he took me to a lot of things he took me to red sox games when i was a kid we went to so many things together uh and he built models with me played catch with me he did all the dad stuff but that one particular night when i know 
that that was not what he wanted to be doing. He would so much rather be doing something else, but he took me anyway because he knew that I would always remember that. And you know what? I think he always remembered it because it was a night that he and I both connected. It was just for us. And I'll always remember that. And that's, I think, another reason why pro wrestling stuck is because it's one of the only things in my life that brings me back to those memories. It makes me remember the people in my life that surprised me, that let me be me. And even though it wasn't what they wanted to do necessarily, or it wasn't what they thought was appropriate, um, I'll always remember those moments. And they mean something. Um, as you get older, those moments become more and more valuable. I've come to this place now where I realize that the special moments that you have in life become fewer and fewer. You become more and more mundane as you get older. Uh, when we're younger, those milestones happen so much more frequently. You know, we learn how to walk, we learn how to talk. Uh, we go to school for the first time. We graduate high school, we graduate college, we get our first job. You know, you get married, you have kids. And then after that, life starts to take things away from you more than it gives to you. You see your kids going through those milestones. You see other people going through other milestones. Even if you don't have kids, you watch as things change. And what becomes really important is looking back on the past and remembering those times where you felt an innocent sense of satisfaction, where people that loved you did something for you. And now you're able to do that for somebody else. You're able to pay that forward. And so my uncle taking me and surprising me, my dad sacrificing his sanity basically to take me to a pro wrestling event that in the grand scheme of things meant nothing, but it meant everything to me. And so pro wrestling will always be in my heart. And I hope that my son likes it because I wanna share that with him. I wanna be able to do those things with him and we'll see. But to uh, my Uncle Jesse and to my dad, I thank you for those moments. They really meant a lot. I'll never forget them. And they're some of the most precious memories of my life. So um, pro wrestling, thank you for being as silly, stupid, and absolutely unnecessary for this world. But it has been something that has given me so much joy over the years and true natural moments of joy with people that I love. So uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, do you have any memories like that with people in your life? doesn't have to be real wrestling. It can be anything. Any moments that people surprised you, sacrificed for you, that you just absolutely will always remember because they left indelible prints on your heart. Um, check out our social media account on Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast. Shoot us an email, soulfully.casual at gmail.com. Uh, if you're looking for more content, Maddie Ice Media 21 on Instagram. That's our Instagram account. I post clips for other shows that we do. But uh, MattyIceMedia.com, you can find all of our other podcasts, The Manual, Political Football, Cotton in the Rocket Chip. And you can also find our YouTube channels, which is some gaming stuff and a lot of sneaker content. So I hope this finds you happy and healthy. And I'll talk to you on Friday. Have a great one.